have a special treat for you today. We're going to be dropping knowledge from a PR expert, some tidbits on how to get noticed, publicity from Scott Gam. This guy was with Yahoo Finance and The Street. He's been on a lot of different shows, put people on shows, but he dropped some knowledge on how to get noticed using publicity, free traffic. Hope you enjoy it. And also, thank you very much for those of you who have given us reviews lately. That's helping us in the algorithm, and we'd appreciate all the reviews and all the shares that you could muster up for us. Take care. And what I really needed was to recreate myself, which means to bring something new into the world that has never existed before. Everyone, I'm Scott Gam, Strategy Voice Associate. He's going to talk to us about publicity and public relations. Welcome, Scott. Terrence, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Great having you too. I'm very excited about this. This is a, a topic that a lot of people, it's like a black box. People don't understand what it is a lot of times. Like, how do you get noticed? How do you get your ideas out to the mainstream media? Uh, one big break could make you in this. And uh, just uh, interested to, to understand a little bit where you came from. I know you spent a lot of time uh, on the other side as a journalist yourself. Now you're representing. Uh, talent in the marketplace. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about how you got started. Yeah, well, I've actually been on a lot of different sides of this industry. And I actually started out doing my own PR, booking myself on shows. I started mm. a financial blog back in 2009 after the Great Recession. And I booked myself literally hundreds of times on television, on the Today Show with Kathy Lee, uh, other hours of the Today Show with Ann Curry, uh, Fox News Channel, CNBC, uh, some of the local stations in New York. I mean, I was a regular commentator on financial issues affecting young people. And from there, I went into financial journalism and mm -hmm. spent four years as a reporter at thestreet.com, where I was writing articles about the markets, but also interviewing market experts and participating in the streets video content. And so in that role, I was actually booking market strategists on mm -hmm. the streets air. So now I was on the other side, receiving pitches from PR folks and deciding who should go on air. And I was really involved in that process. And then I went over to Yahoo Finance and I was a reporter for them covering the markets based on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. And so whether it was you know doing my own PR and booking myself on shows mm -hmm. to you know, being the journalist and interviewing folks and putting them on the air. And now on the other side, you know, I guess back on the other side, helping other folks get noticed in the media, spread their message. And I specialize in helping folks in financial services. So whether you're a financial advisor, a market strategist, a money manager, if you have a point of view on the stock market and you're looking to communicate it in traditional media outlets on social media platforms, you know, my agency will help you do it. You, you, uh, wow, that's, that's a great, uh, you know, we always tell people that know exactly who you work for and exactly what the outcome is. That was completely clear. Just real quick, before we get on with some questions, you booked yourself on these shows, the Today Show, and how do you book yourself on a show? You become your own best client. 
Yeah, well, it's not easy, and I, I mean, look, I, it's I, I was, you know, you, you have to you have to know your story. You have to really put in the time. You have to know mm-hmm. who to contact, when to contact them, and most importantly, I mean, and when I say when to contact them, not just the time of the day and the day of the week, but you have to know when in the news cycle to contact them. And mm-hmm. I got to say, when I did this ten years ago, I mean, I really didn't have the perspective or the experience to know when to contact folks. So I kind of just, you know, by trial and error learned how to do it. And then when I worked in journalism, it all became clear, you know, it was like, okay, this is how you do it. Right. And so I have that perspective now when I'm helping clients, I have the, you know, years of me kind of just winging it on my own, trying Mm -hmm. to book myself on air. And then I have the more professional experience where I was a part of a real newsroom and I know you know, what stories will resonate with journalists and most importantly, you know, when to contact the right people and how a newsroom works and how stories are put on the air or published online or, you know, put in the newspaper. I mean, this is all experience that took, you know, years to sort of develop and hone and intelligence that took years to learn and a lot of trial and error. And, you know, I think that's where the, the value of, of an agency comes into play, especially an agency like mine, where you're going to be working with someone who has, you know, lived this business for many years. What's the number one challenge people have right now, you know, getting noticed? Well, I think, you know, right now, uh, people need to really understand what their area of expertise is, what topics are they passionate about? Because when you're passionate about a topic, you know, the audience notices that, and then the media outlet that you're speaking on notices that as well, and that'll score points for you over the long term. So that's one. And then I think two is know where your place is in the media landscape, right? If you're new to media and you haven't been doing this for years, you need to be cognizant of that, that, you know, your sort of market share of the media oxygen may be less than someone who has been doing this for decades. And so that doesn't mean that you shouldn't start somewhere, but it's just, you know, I think it's just important to set expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing that I really try to help clients do is to frame their point of view in a way that is digestible for journalists, right? So what does that mean? Well, a lot of my clients are financial advisors, right? They're experts on the stock market, on financial planning, and they've got a lot, they've, they have a lot, of, a lot to say on those topics. I think where I come in is I'm trying to help them nail that very narrow intersection between market commentary and media commentary. And it's a very mm-hmm. narrow corner. And I've noticed that just because you know a lot about the stock market or financial planning doesn't mean you know how to communicate that in a way that's digestible for a journalist or in the media. And so that's, I think, the real value uh, of, a, of, a, of a PR agency among other benefits. But I think for, for my agency specifically, my background as a financial journalist, you know, I not only have uh, an understanding of the markets, just like my clients do, but I have that media background that mm-hmm. I can apply to this process as well. So they, they want information that their audience can digest. And so, if I heard, I think I heard you say that a lot of times you know, the expert may be coming in way over their head or, you know, with the language they may not, they may not get or understand. 
Is that what so I'm hearing? That that's part of it. And an I interesting think, point. I think when you're talking to the the media, and and it's not necessarily just about uh, whether you're speaking too technical or too in in the weeds, uh, because journalists, you know, they're smart people. They'll understand what mm -hmm. you're saying. I mean, obviously, you want to explain it in a in a concise way. Um, but I think when you're speaking, you want to have two audiences mind in mind. One, the journalist, right? Is the journalist understanding what I'm saying? And two, like, okay, I know the journalist cares about their audience. So I also want to make sure I'm communicating in a way that an audience might understand. So there's really, as the expert, you have two audiences, right? The journalist, because they're the gatekeeper of the information. In other words, mm -hmm the information that gets passed to the audience first has to go through the journalist. But then you also want to like, okay, I'm talking to the journalist, but I also want to make sure I'm providing value for their audience. Mm -hmm. Right. It's a, it's a transaction. You know, you're providing value to the journalist and they're providing value to you because you're getting your name mentioned in a prestigious media outlet that will give you that third party validation that you need to build your credibility, you know, improve, the results in Google search terms when somebody searches your name or your firm, all that stuff is important. Speaking about that, that's a big question. How does someone know what's important versus what's important to them? What's important to the audience and the journalists versus what's important to them? Well, I think the way to think about that is when you're communicating to a journalist on a topic, and, and you could really argue that when you're communicating to anybody, uh, you know, in, in sort of a, a short period of time, you want to give them a snapshot of your thinking, right? Mm -hmm. And and if the journalist wants more, they'll ask you, but mm -hmm. don't feel the need to communicate everything you know about a topic, you know, give us the, the snapshot, give us mm -hmm. those sound bites. And that's really important because what I like to tell people is when you read an article, let's just say you read an article about the markets. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe you haven't thought about this a lot, but it's pretty obvious, right? You have, you know, the headline, you have the, the the text, and then you have various expert quotes in the article. When you look at a lot of news articles, you'll notice that the expert quotes have a certain tone and rhythm that is pretty standard. And, mm -hmm. and I can speak to the stock market specifically. I think what journalists are looking for are experts to humanize the stock market. Don't tell mm -hmm. me what you know, the numbers are necessarily, don't tell me what the stock market did yesterday or that the Dow was up 400 points yesterday. Put it into perspective for me, humanize it. What is the market communicating, right? Mm -hmm. Journalism was all about telling stories. So if you can tell the story behind the market, I think that's gonna score a lot of points with journalists mm -hmm. and with their audience. That's interesting. You talk about stories like human interest stories or or different stories about success and failure in the, in the, in the market or in, in, their, in their world. It doesn't have to be the market. You're talking about publicity. So you're talking about getting your message out there. Well, that's part of it. I think what I meant by humanizing the market is um, what is the story? In other words, how can you use storytelling to explain the rationale of a market or the market mm -hmm. action on any given day? Right. Right you know, the, the market had a correction because, you know, investors feared XYZ factors, fear, right? That's humanizing the market. Um, so there's subtle cold, ways. Right? 
It had the sniffles. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right, right, um, yeah, yeah. Now, you know, Again, I'm talking about the areas I specialize in in PR, you know, of course, the, the, the markets. But yes, to your point, um, you know, there's a, a million other different examples of PR and types of stories that uh, you may want to tell personal stories as well. Um, I think that's less relevant in the market space, um, unless it's about as a money manager, what you're buying and selling, things like that. But I think journalists are, are looking for, you know, digestible ways to explain the market action to their audience. And they're looking at You also, you have, uh, what outlets you have? You have TV, mm-hmm. like the mainstream media, uh, the networks, and then you have the non-mainstream, the internet network is this giant network now. Then you still have some print, right? What else is there? What, what, what's the good strategy for each? That might be good, good to talk about. Yeah, well, look, I mean, especially in the finance space, there's a lot to choose from. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you mentioned, the, the the major cable business outlets, then you have uh, print outlets that have been around for 100, 150 years mm-hmm. that everyone knows what those are. And those outlets have very, very robust digital platforms. Mm-hmm. And then you have the digital only text publications, right? So just websites covering the markets. They don't have a print publication. They don't have a TV network. They're just a standalone online website covering the markets. Those are very valuable. Because remember, how do people check the market action? How do they check what the Dow is doing, what the NASDAQ is doing? Online, right? Yeah, right. Maybe they have a, you know, Bloomberg terminal, but, you know, consumers usually go online and just kind of see what's going on. Um, And then you have um, some standalone online only video channels that are broadcasting content about the markets. Right. Um, so, yeah. Things I mean, have changed, right? You know, they're all, it's changed so fast in our short uh, last few years. Like things are, the podcasts are, I'm sure, are, are coming up yep. for, for a way to learn about that. It's and podcasts are becoming. Uh, well, maybe not even becoming. I think that they're they're here, right? I mean, that you know, the, the the value of being on a podcast can be incredibly important for a financial planner or a money manager, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you know, I think you know, podcasts may have in some cases smaller audiences than a traditional media outlet, but that audience may be very loyal, and mm-hmm. so you know, or at least more lo- loyal than you know a, a traditional outlet so you might get uh more follow through after your appearance oh totally yeah i mean that's the the game is changing uh how does someone get started that was brand new and they don't maybe they don't have the resources or the credibility to to enroll a a pr firm like how would someone get started trying to get their message into the hands of some of these journalists well i think you know you you want to be out there. And I, I mean, I think the best way to start is through social media, right? So mm-hmm. what points of view are you communicating on the platforms that you control? So whether it's Twitter or LinkedIn, you know, start to, you know, put your thoughts on your subject out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can follow different journalists and kind of organically, you know, make connections and, and, and get attention. Um, and, 
you know, I think that's something you're always going to want to do, even if you do hire a PR agency. That's you know, mm-hmm. you you kind of in this cycle, right? I mean, I don't, I hate, I don't, you know, when people say everything is 24 hours, I mean, it's call it, call it 18 hours, right? I mean, you know, there, 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 there's a, you know, whether it's 10 o'clock at night, there's a hunger for what your subject is, mm-hmm. or whether it's during market hours, right? So, you, you know, social media has allowed people to communicate whenever they want. And so I think if you're not going to, you know, put the resources in, resources into to getting in front of these journalists, you can kind of start somewhere by tweeting, posting on LinkedIn, letting people know that you have a point of view. Now, if you're taking that to another level and you're starting to gain some followers and you have an audience, at what point and how would they enroll someone like you? And what would that relationship look like? That's very curious to a lot of people. I mean, look, I I, I, I don't want people to think that you, Look, you can hire, I mean, a lot of people hire a PR firm because they don't have the time to, to take the baby st- steps on social media mm-hmm. and, they, and or they don't have the wherewithal or they just want, you know, just like, you know, you may not want to do your own taxes or you may not want to wash your own right. car, right? I mean, right, right. people outsource things, right? I mean, so the PR is, is no different. Um, I mean, sure. Could you handle your own PR? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you could also clean your own house and wash your own car, all that, all you know, and do your own taxes. Um, it's really hard to answer that. I, I mean, I, I would almost really want to know what someone's goals are, what mm-hmm. they're looking to do in PR. Um, are they looking to be the next, you know, big media star, or mm-hmm. are they just trying to, you know, slowly get their message out there and show some clips to their clients and to prospective clients, hey, I was quoted in this outlet or I appeared mm-hmm. on this show talking about the markets. Um, so- Can you give me a couple examples of people you work for? You don't have to may, may name names, but places that you've helped them get noticed on and what the outcome might have been with that? Yeah, well, um, I, you know, it's at, at Strategy Voice Associates, we're working with a number of pretty well-known financial advisors, market strategists, uh, and a few folks that are newer to the game, um, but with the right framing and, you know, helping them really hone their message and point of view on the markets, you know, we've been getting them placed in articles and on shows, and they've been sharing the spotlight with some pretty well-known strategists. So I think, you know, that that's to show you that there is room for, I don't want to say there's room for everyone, but there's enough out there that, you know, a, a lot of folks can participate in this. You don't have to be doing this for, for 20 years uh, to, to, to be in the media. Um, so, you know, I've been helping actually folks that have a long history of doing media, take their media or, you know, footprint to the next level using some really unique methodologies that I've kind of reverse engineered from my time in journalism. Because remember, when I was a journalist, I got to see the work of every, well, almost every PR agency. And I got to see not just what I thought as a journalist, the, the strat, like how I would want to be pitched as a journalist is how I'm pitching mm. other journalists, right? It's just like kind of common sense. But, you know, as a journalist, you do get to see some incredibly 
bad pitches. And so right. that's been eye-opening to kind of see what works and what doesn't work, or at least to just see what out there, like, wow, someone is really going about it this way. So, um, but, but anyway, I try to use that intelligence to my client's ad advantage. Um, right. You reverse engineer everything. I mean, you were, you, if I had a tax problem, I'd want a former IRS agent representing me. And a lot of people do and do it successfully. So it's kind of what you're, you're doing in PR is you're, you're a former journalist representing and take, curating jur journalists now um, and helping and, and, and helping get those, um, you know, those the media plays. That's really cool. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm really excited to continue to uh, apply my interest in the markets to my work with clients, right? Like when I was a journalist, I found that, you know, a, a number of, of PR folks, like it would be clear that they really didn't either understand or they weren't passionate about the topics that their clients specialized in. Mm -hmm. And it, it may not seem like that's the, such an important part of this, but I think it is. And right. certainly as a journalist, when I did see PR folks that you could tell, okay, that this, this person really understands the financial market news cycle and the financial topics that journalists care, care about, like it made all the more difference because you can, it's, it's kind of like night and day. So the journalist yeah. does is aware of that. And so um, that is something that I think I'm excited to apply to my clients that I don't think uh, many agencies can say that, that they have a, you know, former journalist, you know, servicing their clients. Some, some do there, there is that yeah. there, you know, a very, very unique offering. Uh, so I've Scott Gim. How do people get a hold of you, Scott? Well, uh, I'm on LinkedIn and you can go to strategyvoiceassociates.com to learn more. Uh, my email is scott at strategyvoiceassociates.com. I'm on Twitter um, and I would love to hear from you. Sweet. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. Oh, my pleasure.